Good Monday morning. It's Monday, May 10th, 2021. Uh, welcome to this week's Monday morning motivation. Uh, before I get into this week's question, uh, I will uh, apologize for missing last week. Um, we had a lot going on. I had a lot going on personally, professionally. First week in a new job, first week post-active duty, uh, some family stuff going on. And so I decided belatedly to take the week off. We did not release a Thursday episode last week. So for those of you looking for the episode, honestly, I thank you. I'm grateful to those who have listened continuously, who are subscribers. Uh, and so if you were looking for a Thursday episode, you didn't miss one. Uh, I did not release one last week. So we're back this week, not just with a Monday morning motivation. We will have an episode out Thursday afternoon. I'll be recording it earlier uh, in the week. That way it's ready to go Thursday like normal. Um, so this week, uh, and I should say, if this is your first episode, of course, I encourage you to go back into the archive, go back into our library and listen. We've been going for a couple of months now, and we are going to continue to talk to interesting people and ask interesting, important questions of them and to learn better how we can lead and serve well in our communities, for our families, in our workplaces, um, and how we can continue to get better at that. I encourage you to go listen to those old episodes, older episodes, previous episodes. Rate and review, whether you like the show or not, I would love to hear your feedback. And you can email me at arun, A-R-U-N, at enabledword.com if you've got any questions or any feedback that you'd rather just give directly to me. Okay, enough with the preliminaries. It's Monday morning in central Ohio. It is 39 degrees, feels like 34. So despite the fact that we are past Mother's Day, it's almost, it's mid-May just about. It's still chilly out there. Uh, and I will still encourage everyone around me and certainly you, wherever you are, to take a fresh, a breath of fresh air outside, hug a loved one, um, and take solace in knowing that you woke up today, you are alive today, and you've got a great opportunity in front of you today. What is the question for this week? For this week's motivation, I encourage you to think about freedom. And in particular, for you as a leader in whatever your personal and professional environments are, what would it look like to lead and to serve and to live consistent with the values you espouse, with the values that you talk about, with the values that you say you hold dearest? This is a question, uh, I've, I've thought about this one. I thought about this one a lot over the weekend. We've had family in town the last two weekends in a row, which has been great for the kids, great for all of us, right? As the vaccination rate increases, as people start to go back to normal, as, as businesses start to open up again, uh, and hopefully the hundreds of thousands who lost jobs or went on furlough can recover their jobs and their roles in industry and in the economy as well. It's been awesome to visit with family, to entertain people in the house, uh, and to get ourselves to a place where we are, we are slowly pulling back on all of the restrictions we've experienced as part of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
But as you know, if you've listened any length of time or you follow me anywhere else on social media or online, you also know that the pandemic uh, was coincident with my own transition off active duty and with all of the baggage, emotional and otherwise, that comes with that. And one of the key reasons that I decided to leave and move on to other professional endeavors and into a new personal and professional chapter in my life is because I realized I was not leading and serving and living in a manner consistent with what I said mattered to me. When I was young, when I was in college, I wanted to have a family. I met Maggie early on in college. We hit it off. We were together. Most of college got married soon after I graduated in commission. And both of us wanted to grow a family, eventually find ourselves settled in a great place, working jobs that were fulfilling to us, but most importantly, raising children and understanding the joy that is parenthood. While we took a pretty meandering route to get there, in the interim, I found myself neck deep in work, neck deep in professional goals. And while I, I stayed mostly naive to the pressures of um, military career planning and military advancement and the expectations for senior officers, once you get to that point, I spent my first eight, nine years pretty naive to that because I liked what I did at the tactical level, at the ground level. I liked what I did. I loved the chance to make a positive impact on my teammates. The teams I was leading were relatively small, so I could still invest in-person time, eye-to-eye, almost every day, if not every day, when I was with my team. And I was enjoying it, and I felt like it meant something, and it was fulfilling. But then I got to a point where I was dug in for... 10, 12, 14 hours a day. I was dug in for six days a week. I was at work on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I was deployed into to the field on Thanksgiving. I was volunteering for holidays and weekends so that my teammates could take some time off and stay home with friends, family, could go out, see a movie, go to a show, go do something fun, go to a sporting event, go to a concert, whatever it is that they were going to do on that weekend. Leaders protect and serve their teams, and I took that seriously. But to do that also required sacrifice of those things that I often said were most important to me. Time with my family, time with my wife, our fur babies at the time. The time that we would spend enjoying the area we lived in. That was important to me, and it genuinely was important to me, but I wasn't always acting that way. And so while I felt free to make my own decisions, and we were certainly free for the most part to make our, uh, to make our lives as we saw fit, like any job, government or not, military or not, my active duty job exerted certain pressures, and I also felt those pressures and succumbed to them without realizing it as I got older. Because as you get older in any large organization, um, the external pressures to conform to a particular line of thinking or to start taking certain actions, embarking on certain activities, to start doing the things that the organization expects to see of you so that you render yourself 
appropriately groomable to the next stage, I think it's inevitable in any large organization to feel those pressures. What you do with those pressures is 100% your choice. And as much as I stayed naive in the first eight or nine years, I found myself slowly sliding underneath the yoke of some of those pressures naturally because what I was doing was fulfilling. I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed the technical aspect of the job. I enjoyed my teammates. I enjoyed the chance to make a positive impact. But as part of that, I also started to fall underneath, fall victim to some of those pressures. And I realized, I hit a point where I realized that if I continued, and, and, I, had, as, and I had these thoughts confirmed um, by senior officers, senior, uh, senior lowercase s airmen who I trusted, who I admired, who were mentors to me, I had these fears, if you will, confirmed by several of those individuals, folks who said, hey, the longer you're in, the harder it is. The reward for great work in the military and in many organizations is more work, more responsibility, higher responsibilities. And that can be gratifying. That can be intoxicating. It's quite enticing. But the caveat that often goes unmentioned, and but was mentioned in a few conversations I was lucky enough to have to provide me some perspective. The one caveat that we may not want to think about is how little control you have over your personal life as a result. Now, I'm not, when I say that, for those of you who are not military types, who don't have military experience, there's nothing malicious to this. What I'm talking about in practical terms is, for example, once you hit a certain point of seniority, you lose almost all control of where you live because the military, once you get to a certain point, has only so many senior officers, senior non-commissioned officers, senior leaders who we need to be appropriately prepared to lead large teams. I mean, teams of several thousand with critical missions, critical tasks to accomplish. And so to ensure that the right people are put in the right positions at the right times, the military really doesn't allow you much input on where you live, where you go, what units you serve with, the older you get. And in some cases, the frequency, how often you move around increases as you get older. So you get less control of where you go. You might move around more often. In some cases, you might make a move one year, be in a place 10 to 12 months, move again, and then move again the next year. I had a supervisor at Minot. Nice guy, met him, got to know him a little bit. Nine months later, he was gone. He, his entire tour lasted nine months, not because he had done anything wrong. In fact, he was doing things right. The Air Force moved him because there was a vacancy somewhere else that was a required fill, and he happened to be qualified and ready to fill it. So said the Air Force, so they moved him. Against his will, by the way. His family didn't want to go, certainly not that quickly. He was married, had children. Nine months after arriving on station, he had departed and had to move again. To stay in the military longer, in my case, would have been to say, deliberately, I am willing to live a life 
lead and serve in a way, in a manner that is inconsistent with what I say are the values most important to me. And I got to a place emotionally, mentally, where I was no longer willing to do that. Freedom to me means you have the ability, the agency to make the decisions that matter most and to live the future on your own terms. All of us at some point probably have an organization, probably have some sort of structure, perhaps a family situation, something that is restricting some amount of our decision making. Some of us have responsibilities that we simply cannot shirk, that we simply cannot delegate or move. And so I'm not saying that freedom is about just running off on your own and living in the woods. I mean, it, it can be if you're that person, you know, more power to you. But a lot of us have responsibilities, personal, professional, that we can't simply ignore or run away from. To do that would not be leadership. Uh, and I would be the last person. And this would be the last show to encourage you to do that. But within the confines of your current responsibilities, think about what it would look like for you to lead and serve and live in a manner consistent with the values you espouse. Are you the leader who is consistent as a person and is that evident to your team or do you not practice what you preach? I'm also not saying you're perfect. I'm far from it. And this is the last show where you'll hear me say anything remotely like perfection is the standard. If you don't know where that phrase comes from, listen to the library. It comes up a few times in previous episodes and I'm sure it will come up again. If you're a missileer, uh, certainly of my generation or prior, you know where that phrase comes from. It's not about perfection. It's not about regret. I've fallen victim to that too over time, many times. But it's not about dwelling or lingering or sitting inside of a pool of just fear and regret and self-loathing because you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize I'm not doing what I said I was going to do and I'm not the leader that I thought I was. Acknowledging it matters. But the very next thing you should do is then exercise your newfound freedom and decide for yourself, for your team, for your family, what are you going to do about it? You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I've made so many mistakes. I've led in ways that were not consistent with what I thought was important. I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes that cost other people opportunities. Acknowledging your mistakes is critical. Dwelling on them, regretting them, sinking into those feelings isn't useful if you're not doing anything about it. So do something about it. Ask yourself this question this week. What would it look like? What would life look like at home, at work, if you were to live, if you were to lead, if you were to serve in a manner consistent with your values, consistent with what you tell everyone is important to you. My answer to this question is a little bit longer than I've got time for and a little bit longer than you probably have time for this morning. And I like to keep these meditations short 
And so I'm going to end it there for now. But this conversation will continue this week and probably into the subsequent weeks, particularly in light of what I've taken on now professionally. I'm on to a new path with a new set of goals. I'm still coaching. The coaching programs I talk about are still open for enrollment. I'm still building that process, that program, that company. But it's not the only thing I'm doing. And the fact that it's not the only thing and that I'm worried less and less about having to identify that only thing is part of my answer to this week's question, which we'll talk about here coming up in the near future. What would it look like at work, at home, in your community for you to live, lead, and serve others in a manner consistent with your values? Lead in a way consistent with what you tell everyone is important. What would that look like? Paint that picture and then get after it. It's Monday morning. No matter what you have going on this week, take a breath of fresh air. Take solace in knowing you are alive today and have an opportunity to make a choice for your team's benefit, for your family's benefit, and for yours. Break a sweat. If at all possible, if you've got the time, if you are coming up to an off day because you work this weekend, I thank you. My deepest and heartfelt thanks goes out to every service member, every first responder, every healthcare worker, all those who are taking care of us and protecting us, particularly overnight, over the weekend, during the holidays. For every single Minuteman crew member deployed over the weekend, who will deploy over a holiday, deployed right now, ready and waiting for changeover on this Monday morning. I thank you for being out and for giving the rest of us, many of us, the opportunity to enjoy time with our families on a Saturday and Sunday. Because no matter the weather, no matter the environment, no matter what other stressors there are, we also have to acknowledge that it could always be worse. And there are those people who are suffering a great deal more than we are. And there are those people who are out there as professionals in the middle of the night, in the middle of the weekend, doing what they do so that we can enjoy our lives. My thanks goes out to them. Ask yourself this week, what would it look like to lead, live, and serve others in a manner consistent with what I say, what I tell everyone? What you tell everyone is most important. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.